gonna give you barley, carrots and potatoes, pasture for the cattle, spinach and tomatoes, flowers on the prairie where the June bugs zoom, plenty of air and plenty of room, plenty of room to swing a rope, plenty of heart and plenty of hope. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain And the waving wheat can sure smell sweet When the wind comes right behind the rain oh. Get ready! Woo. We are tour and we're doing it better than anybody else alive! This is the Cutline Podcast with your host, Michael Cavalunis. Boom. It's major time kickstart my heart rev up the engines let's rock and roll let's tee it up let's launch it from the back tees sod work again to the voiceover guy as this week the cut line breaks down the second major of 2022 and the pga championship at southern hills we're looking at one of the best redesigned courses in the usa we're going to get live looks at golfers, golfers that might just get a tad angry this weekend. Quick note, favorite thing not being talked about, Jordan Spieth is realistically in a position to complete the career grand slam. Huge, monumental occasion if he does. Hello Canada, hello USA, hello UK, Australia, Germany, Sweden, Spain, Ireland, New Zealand, and hello Minnesota. Oofta, Minnesota. Indiana, Hoosier Nation, hello Florida, Carolina, California, Illinois, Wisconsin, out there in Oklahoma. Lots of love going to every state, and that is what the cut line does. Cut line can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. So if you want to continue putting together strong lineups, make sure you subscribe. Give us a review to you returning listeners. Love your suit. And if it's your first time listening to the cut line, what is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? I guess it's all that pump and, pump and dump. Where the hell have you been? I'm Mike Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. Excited to watch the big boys play golf after the TPC Craig Ranch easiness that was the Byron Nelson. I don't love courses that could be torn apart by PGA pros, but hey, golf is golf, so, so be it. We're going to watch it. But quickly, a word from... Our sponsor. Denim Backpacks, backpacks, come get your backpack. Boots and pants and boots and pants. New shoes. Get yourself an outfit. Denim. Boots and pants and boots and pants. Haircut. New shoes. East Hills Mall is where I get my boots and my pants and my haircuts. You want to look good this weekend? You want to look fresh this weekend? East Hills Mall is where you get it done. Get your boots, get your pants, get rocking, get rolling. Fun times. Cutline is here to bring you in-depth DraftKings analysis of the PGA Championship at Southern Hills. We're going to do the best we can. (laughs) If I pull the arrow out, will will you please suck out the poison for me? Let me get this straight. You pull it out, I suck. Is there any money in it for me? To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. 
And of course, the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you're not only winning your tournament and your tournament lineup is in the green, but you're cashing and smashing that bankroll six of six through low owned plays and better lineups in the end game here at the cut line. Ultimately, we're going to make sure that Sunday is a fun day. Plenty of wieners and winners for you, for fun, fun times. Of course, give you opportunity here to sign up for Fanshare Sports and FanshareSports.com. Fanshare Sports provides the best ownership in the industry. If you're not using them, you're falling behind. We really produce the best ownership in the industry. Easy fix. Go to FanshareSports.com. In the discount code, write the word cut line. You'll receive 20% off your monthly membership. Remember, ownership is not a leverage to be belittled. Lastly, Thrive Fantasy. You got golf props you love to play? You like big cash? You want to play DFS style on these golf props? Thrive Fantasy and ThriveFantasy.com is the way to go. In your subscription, when you sign up, write the word cut line and discount code, and you'll receive up to a 400% wheel bonus on your first deposit. You want to throw in 100 bucks? Boom. Hit the wheel at 400%. That's an extra $400 for you to play with. ThriveFantasy.com. The second major of the 2022 PGA season is upon us. The PGA Championship, and needless to say, being a major tournament, the DraftKings field is loaded. What's even scarier? Rolling topography, undulated greens, false fronts, thick Bermuda rough. It's pretty scary. But nothing better than the course report to break it all down. This week's course report is brought to you by Golf Goons. If you guys haven't been hearing me talking about Golf Goons, first of all, it is a way to get NFTs, crypto, buy actual players that are playing in these tournaments and have the ability to roster guys and make real serious money off them. All right. They were giving away just a couple thousands last week to winners. You got to get involved. You got to get there while it's hot. All right. The course report is ready to roll. So Southern Hills, we're going to, we're going to piece this together and we're going to kind of look at things for this course. First of all, Southern Hills, bent grass greens, Bermuda fairways, Bermuda rough designed by Perry Maxwell, redesigned in 2017 by Gil Hansen. We got smaller greens at about 5,277 yards and we have a 7,500 yard course, par 71 with water and 15 holes and 78 bunkers. Weather forecast ahead for this weekend, wind, 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 especially on Friday. It gets even windier in the morning on Friday than it does in the afternoon. So if we're looking for weather draws, there is an advantage right there. Nuggets and tidbits that we want to talk about. Plenty of individuals have already discussed the importance of driving distance. I'm not valuing that as high, but it's your choice here. You can look at accuracy off the tee. You can look at accuracy on approach. Looking at players from Oklahoma and Texas, we'll talk about that in the birdie or better. Includes Scheffler, Norn, Speech, Gooch, Mito, Palmer, among others. Um, Andy Lax, Dan Bamford, or Steve Bamford, talk about this. The last, he, last 15 winners made the cut in the prior start. Um, seven of the last 10 PGA Championships crowned were less than 30 years old. So there's a couple nuggets and tidbits of the PGA Championship itself. This course, though, redesigned, okay? And what this course does is use the natural architecture of the land, topography, undulation on approach area in greens. So there's never going to be a flat shot for any of these players. So it's very similar to Augusta National. The greens are going to be littered with undulation, so you're looking for a landing spot to have the easiest putt. If that's a 15-foot putt, so be it. That's what it's going to be. Um, want to also point out that one of the most intimidating features of Southern Hills is the opening hole. Plenty of players are going to see par or bogey for the first, so don't fret if your player starts off plus one. The elevated green tight fairway and the fact that the green complex lies right in the heart of the course is going to have added pressure. Um, it's going to boost momentum, momentum to players playing around them. It's going to take away momentum. It's going to be a very unique, interesting feel, needless to say. Um, this was a put-the-driver-away course, but the changes have made driver more accessible to certain holes. So make sure that you guys pay attention to that. The thing is, though, is that this course tends to shorten out on some of these par fours so you don't necessarily have to play driver if it's going wayward for you if you need to be in the fairway and you need to club down i could see some of the pros doing that one of the common themes i'm seeing on twitter is that people are calling this a bomb it and gouge it course and it would appear that way because of the length but it's a narrative that i don't think has enough fuel behind it even the players are saying yeah driver's more accessible but you need to be in the fairway so i'm not too sure if that that's what's going to happen here 
Um, I am curious to see ultimately what these players do. So past winners, Phil won't be here this year, but Morikawa, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, Jimmy Walker, Jason Day, Rory Duffner, and Rory again in 2012. Key stats that I'm looking at, tee to green, scrambling, strokes gain around the green, win players, ball striking, fairway accuracy, and strokes gain on approach. Similar courses that I liked, Augusta National, Beth Page Black, Quail Hollow, Shinnecock, and TPC San Antonio. But the question is, who am I going to play this weekend? He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long. This is the Birdie or Better segment where we break down the DraftKings lineup for this weekend's PGA Championship. And we're going to do it a little bit different this week. Actually, very different. We're going to try to avoid going price tier analysis and start in a little bit of a different direction. And we're going to look at narratives. And one of the narratives that is kind of not being talked about a lot but should be are residents of Oklahoma and individuals that went to college in the Sun Belt area okay so so we'll talk residents here and I'm looking specifically at Oklahoma and Texas so if, if you live there and you are a tour player and you live in those states I think this warrants some consideration so in terms of Texas which is an abundance of players. Scheffler, Jordan Speed, Zalatoris, DeChambeau, Anser, Patrick Reed, Vegas, Ryan Palmer, Cameron Champ, Sebastian Munoz, Ortiz, Harry Higgs. And I think, but I, I can't get clarification on this because I heard something different the last time we were in Florida, but Sergio Garcia might have a home in Texas because of his wife, who's from Texas. So, he might spend most of his time here. I'm not really sure. It's probably up to her. And then, of course, the Oklahoma residents, we got Hovland and Gooch. So we're obviously going to start here in this top part of this. And Scheffler is pretty obvious. We, we shouldn't have to talk about Scotty Scheffler. Hands down right now, player of the year. He's insanely good, right? Finished 15th last week, won the Masters Championship, won the or second in the Hero Right, fourth at the World Technologies, second at the Houston Open, won the WMPO, seventh at the Genesis. Hard to argue that Scotty Scheffler shouldn't be higher owned. Add the fact that he lives in Texas. Add the fact that he played his college golf at Texas, so he's been in this Sun Belt area. He's already won one major. He's got what how many wins on tour now what is that three total wins on tour and the only other players who exceed that are jordan spieth dechambeau and patrick reed and of course we're, we're talking about age here scheffler's in the prime age of his career at 26 years old so the fact that scheffler isn't coming in at like 27 28 i mean i'm incredibly shocked at when i'm doing ownership incredibly shocked that it isn't higher but that's where Scheffler's at I'm gonna buy into him especially if he's coming in at some 20 percent I'm gonna lock him in I'm gonna be a massively overweight uh the second one is Victor Hovland and and this is more of like a game theory play I think people are on the fence about his around the green game which is understandable statistically it doesn't shine it's one of his biggest flaws um he ranks 91st in the field in 2022 and around the green game but when you look at the other key stats, Hovland hits fairways. He's great off the tee in terms of distance. He's great from tee to green. And he's third in the field in approach in 2022. Yeah, he's going to miss greens. It's going to happen. But right now, Hovland coming in at single-digit ownership is surprising. Considering the fact that he's played this track a lot and he's at home. He lives like an hour away in Oklahoma. Less than that. He went to Oklahoma State, which is right around the corner. So that surprises me that he's not getting more love. And, and it could change for sure for Hovland here. Um, overall stat model, I have him 26th. Confidence model, I have 11th. 
in my aggregate model, I am 15th. But here's the thing that I re- was just really impressed with with Hovland. In the 22 PGA stats, and I'm weighting strokes gained to green, driving distance, fairway hit percentage, ball striking, approach, strokes gained around the green, scrambling, and then I got some par fours, par fives mixed in there. He ranks 16th in the field. And the thing that just really knocks him down is the around the green game. So I'm willing to buy into that. Considering we're looking at the last two PGA championships, I get it, different courses, everything like that. Um, 30th and 33rd, but he's coming into his game. And at 9,900, I do think there's some interest here in Victor Hovland for me. One of the big narratives that is just being blasted all over Twitter, all over other podcasts, is from Andy Lack's podcast. And he talked about some trends, and one of them being the last, like, 14 of 15 winners placing in the top 30 in the last two tournaments prior to the PGA Championship. That's a trend that I noticed, but it's obviously a trend that could be easily broken. Victor Hovland could have been playing his whole time here at Southern Hills prepping for this tournament. We've seen players like Tiger, Justin Thomas out here, Jordan Spieth out here already playing a few rounds. So it it couldn't be unheard of for Hovland to be here. And remember, he's coming off a 27th place finish at the Masters. So I like Hovland here. Uh, The time off could have been nursing some injuries, but again, he's going to hit fairways. He's got distance, and he grew up in this area in terms of his college game playing, and I like the opportunity here for Victor Hovland, especially at low ownership. Spieth, we're well aware of the pedigree of him down here in the Sun Belt. The fact that Looking at last year's, you know, PJ Championship, he finished 30th in a win fest, coming off a second place finish at the AT&T Byron Nelson after winning the RBC Heritage. He's dialed in. He's locked in. He's going to be high owned because of that. So if you're not going to play Jordan Spieth, I would say do so at your own risk. But still, Jordan Spieth, Texas boy, he's going to be part of my lineups moving into this weekend. Will Zalatoris is let everybody down last weekend. Oh my gosh, I faded him, but you know, missed the cut at the AT&T Byron Nelson. Now, here's the thing that I don't like about Zalatoris this week. It's not his approach play. It's his fairway accuracy. It's brutal. He ranks 90th in the field in fairway accuracy. If Zalatoris is missing fairways, even if he makes the cut, he's not going to be competing. Okay, we've already talked about the runoff on these greens, the false fronts, the bunkers, and everything of that nature. We talked about the weather forecast coming into this weekend being you know, windy and wind gusts up to 50 miles per hour. So we're going to have a plethora of issues. Now, contrary to that, the course plays long on those par fives and par threes, but there are plenty of short par fours. So I wouldn't... Be surprised if Zalatoris is one of those players that is going to club down and get away from the driver potentially on those par fours and play very conservatively on approach. Um, We'll see how this course ultimately plays out moving forward, but he's he's a high risk play. Don't get me wrong, but that's an advantage. I think Zalatoris coming off cut. He was brutal on approach, mind you. Like, it, it looked really bad last weekend, so this is a high-risk play. But we're talking about Zalatoris potentially competing this weekend. We saw him do it last year at the PGA Championship. Different course, I understand that. But um, the other caveat is that he went to Wake Forest for college. So, like, we are missing that little connection here for the Sun Belt area. But I think it's a high-risk play. I'm on the fence right now, but we'll see. But a guy that I have a lot of interest in is DeChambeau. I love the fact that he came out and said, hey, I'm nursing my hand injury. Going to try it out. But the Texas boy who went to Southern Methodist, you know, fits that narrative of the Sun Belt. Multi-major winner coming in at below 5% ownership, single-digit ownership, one major win to his belt. Okay. He's only, what? 27 28 years old and i get it coming off the hand surgery everything else that's going on but he's 8300 that feels like such a massive price relief i get it we haven't seen him play he's been injured all year i understand everything that comes into it 
but these are the risks you take to win tournaments. If 8,300 DeChambeau finishes top 20 and you got six of six and you got the nuts everywhere else, that lineup could win because no one's going to play Bryson in fear of that hand breaking down or, of course, the, the dreaded withdraw prior, like post-lock. And then everyone kind of scream and piss on Twitter about, you know, lineup swap. Fuck your lineup swap, boys. Forget that. But DeChambeau is a high-risk play. In my model, because we're, we're, we're limited in stats, of course, he's going to rank terrible recent form. But, but overall, historically, you know, he's in the top 40. He's a great bent grass greens putter. He could score. Um, typically a solid approach player. Recent numbers are not going to reflect that. Um, PJ Championships hit or miss it's historically. 38th, 4th, 2 missed cuts, 33rd. Again, different Bryson that we saw. He's obviously managing some bad injuries. Missed the Valero cut. Missed the Masters cut. Still played. Right? Had a 14 and 15 and 25th at the century, but then missed the cut at the Farmers. So it is not the normal DeChambeau that we're used to seeing. Still hard for me to just say, uh-uh, not going to play Bryson. 7,800 Abraham Answer coming in at about 5% ownership. Again, he is a Texas resident in terms of college. Answer went to the University of Oklahoma. So it's almost like playing at home for him. Uh, 26th in my confidence, 28th in my aggregate model, 31st in my overall stat model coming in at single-digit ownership. One thing I want to point out, Lee Aldrich's course suitability metric loves answer this week, especially at $7,800. So there's a lot to like here about answer. Going to 2022 stats, glaring issue, strokes gained around the green. You know, we already talked about that with Hovland, but he hits fairways. He's short, but he hits fairways like crazy i love that i love the fact that he is most definitely hitting fairways it's going to give him a chance on approach now remember these par fours are playing shorter we talked about this in the course report they're not all these long massive par fours and abraham answered don't get me wrong he's terrible with proximity he's terrible on approach in terms of comparison to the field but you're looking for him to put it together for a weekend. That's what you want. Four days of 7,800 Abraham answer figuring things out. You don't want to get risky everywhere, guys. But these are the risk plays that can give you an edge, right? So if we look at him in the wind, that 400 to 450 yard range, answer dominates. Tenth in the field in proximity, like in par four efficiency. 10th in the field, 4th in that 450 to 500. You look at par 5 efficiency with the wind. Okay, remember, volatile wind. An answer ranks 45th or 41st in that 6 to 650 range, 72nd. So there's upside for answer. I know he's single-digit owned, and he, he, I think he's in play. Taylor Gooch has been having a year, um, but coming off a miscut. And that's kind of concerning because he really struggled with his approach game. Um, I think he's going to get some double-digit ownership love here. I don't know if I'm going to buy into that. Patrick Reed is the player that everyone is just not going to play. He never gets the ownership he deserves. But he most definitely fits the model here of someone that you should be looking at. Um, the one thing, though, that, I, that I'm struggling with is that he's going to have to pull out driver and be accurate with. So I'm not sure that Patrick Reed's the answer here at 7,200 7, either. Johnny Vegas, Palmer, Champ, Munoz, Ortiz, and Higgs kind of round out this like narrative of Texas, Oklahoma guys. Um, I think Palmer's probably like your highest risk here in terms of like what you're gonna get. Like your your approach play is always gonna be dialed in. He misses fairways, but he has the distance to overcome that. But then you look at PJ Championship history, two missed cuts at 43rd, and I and I don't take a lot of stock in that, but it is something to be concerned about because this is high-pressure situation for someone like Ryan Palmer. I mean, we talk about Sebastian Munoz coming into his own, but he's got two missed cuts at PGA Championships. Bubba Watson is terrible at the PGA Championship, but we'll talk about him in a bit. But we, we make so many connections and correlations to Augusta National with Southern Hills that why wouldn't we think about Bubba Watson in this scenario or in this case or in this instance? Um 
if there are so many similarities between Augusta and, and everything like that. Of course, the course history comes into play, but it, it, it's something that I'm interested in, into diving deeper in. And of course, Harry Higgs, Carlos Ortiz down in that 6K range. Um, these guys are also uh, Oklahoma, Texas boys. Higgs finished fourth last year. So far, stats this year are not shining anything promising. Um, going back to Munoz, though, I do love his ball striking. So there's that going for it. In terms of recent form of approach, Ortiz, man, Sebastian Munoz, they're looking good. Cam Champ. I do think Champs could be popular, though. Um, right now, he's coming to hit sub 5%. I just see that number growing throughout the week. Um, Palmer, of course, sub 5%. So we're going to go back now to last year's PJ Championship. And this is not a direct correlation between what's going to happen this year and versus what happens last year. But I want to point out the top 30 pricing discrepancies for last year and this year and, and the prices that we need to search. So John Rahm, Jordan Spieth were the only 10K guys that finished in the top 30, tied for top 30 or better at last year's PGA Championship. That's it. Those were the only two 10K plus guys. All right, this is a field that had Spieth, DeChambeau, Rom, DJ, JT, and Rory from the 10 to 11K in the field, and only two of them finished top 30. So that's something to point out. Now, Phil Mickelson last year, I'm putting him out as an outlier, but still, he's in the field. Obviously, Phil was what? I'm trying to think what he was last year. Um, Phil was, where you at, Phil? Hiding on me on this. When I see his name, I'll tell you. But anyway, oh, there he was, 6,700, right? It was a bargain. It was a steal. But then you go down in the 9K range. Morikawa, Kepka, Matsuyama, Hovland, Simpson, Reed, all right? Uh, Patrick Cantlay. That's seven guys in the 9K range. Go to the 8K range. Zalatoris, Finau, Scheffler, Fitzpatrick, Sungjae, Justin Rose, Louie. 8K range. Okay, the 7K range. Littered with guys. Answer, Neiman, Lowry, Casey, Connors, Bradley, Hoffman, Billy Horschel, Aaron Wise, Poulter, Matt Jones, Ricky Fowler. Go to the 6K range. Stuart Sink, Bez, Streelman, Phil, Higgs, Laird, uh, Scrivener, Patrick Harrington. Finished ridiculously good last year. Chan Kim. Now, you, you look at like overall stat models and where I had these guys. They all range all over the place. From the top of Corey Connors, who was number one at the time, all the way to the bottom, ranked 148th in my model at Patrick Harrington. So what separated these guys coming in here is that with the exception of Cantlay, and with the exception of like Harrington and Laird and Scribner and Chan Kim, these guys were coming in dialed in scoring, coming in dialed in approach. Okay. They were hitting fairways on top of that. And this goes back to kind of like what Andy Lack was talking about on his show. Only about six, seven of these guys did not play two weeks prior so either the AT&T Byron Nelson or the Wells Fargo okay again Phil played the Wells Fargo finished 69th looked terrible Harrington missed the cut at the Byron Nelson and he finished top five here right finished tied for fourth Kepka missed the cut at the Byron Nelson finished tied for second Spieth finished ninth at the Byron Nelson but it's like a home court home home advantage right Rom played back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Miscut, 34th, played here at the PGA Championship. So I think the point is this. When you look at the narrative that Lack talks about on his show, um, guys playing this weekend that played the last two weeks, it doesn't matter if they missed a cut. Because we've seen success here off of miscuts. Don't just buy into the recent form of, okay, they made a cut. Here we go. Let's rock and roll. 
All right, so that's something to point out. Um, we're going to move on now into the overall rankings of my my tournament model for, for this weekend. Um, and we're looking at the overall stat model. Number one is Shane Lowry. Two is Keegan. Three is John Rahm. Four is Xander. Five is Mito. Six is Jordan Spieth. Seven is Justin Thomas. Eighth is Scotty Scheffler, who we already talked about. Ninth is Matsuyama. And tenth, believe it or not, is Aaron Wise. So without going through the guys that we already talked about, I want to mention some of the guys, like what could be potential downfalls and flaws in their game. And most of these guys struggle with one of two things, either hitting fairways or struggle around the green. I'm surprised that Lowry's around the green game is so piss poor being from his background, but that's where it struggles. Now, in terms of this year's PGA ranks, he ranks 21st and how I'm weighting it, but he's going to struggle around the green and that puts him a peg down. But you look at his success at the PGA Championship, 4th, 66th, 8th, 12th, 48th, there's success here. But now here comes the red flag. He hasn't played since the RBC Heritage where he finished 3rd. So he's been taking some time off. Keegan Bradley, who I don't think is getting enough love this week, is only getting sub-10% ownership. Right, Second at the Wells Fargo. You look at key stats, he struggles with ball striking, but that's because he's middle of the pack in terms of hitting fairways. Top fit scrambling. He's a hit or miss play, right, at 7,500. But I think there's some validation in playing Keegan Bradley here. I really do. John Rahm, one of the best in the world. We knew a win was coming. We saw it come at the Mexico Championship. He's probably ready and dialed in for the PGA Championship. Looks solid in approach. One of, if not the best, bent grass greens putter on tour. So you've got to love what's going here. In my aggregate model, John Rahm, number one all the way. Aggregate model takes every model I have and kind of averages certain weights on them, and he's number one. Um, so we're going to go from there. Mito is interesting. I know what my a lot of my boys are going to say. Can't play Mito. Can't play someone like Axon because they just don't win. They don't win difficult tournaments. They don't win majors, right? I mean, you look at this top 10 of my list, my overall stat model, three of these play players have never won a major, Xander, Mito, and Aaron Wise. Do I anticipate Aaron Wise to win a major at 6,800? No, but I would love a top 20 finish, absolutely. Xander, we talk about the upside that is never fulfilled, never wins, okay, Mito, is kind of one of those bugaboos right now that people love to hate. So it's interesting to say this. Now, the one thing I will say, Mito is the only player on this list that has never won on tour. He's never won on PGA Tour. So it's a hard sell for me to think that Mito is going to win his first tournament at a major. I mean, I mean, think about that, right? It's happened before. You know, players get lucky. They, they put it together for a weekend in history. But the rare occurrence of it, it, it causes concern, causes massive hesitation for me to just say, let's lock him in as like a core play this weekend um, to where I, I just I, I don't think I could lock him in at, at, at that type of play for Mito. Um, continuing on here, looking at guys like Justin Thomas, right? Thomas getting a ton of love this week. Right now, near 20% ownership. But another guy who struggles to hit fairways. Historically, has struggled to hit fairways. We saw it last year where we missed the cut at the PGA Championship, but again, played at the 18 to Byron Nelson and, and is just locked in right now. Finished fifth. Um, you know, with Jordan Spieth, who, who I think is good chalk to take this weekend. Justin Thomas, just as good, but you're going to have to diversify your lineups elsewhere. Matsuyama's price in DraftKings and his opening lines at the book are really driving everyone's love for Deki. Um, you add the fact that he is a Masters champion, right? You know, putted well on Ben Grass Greens. That weekend, but that's again what you're what you're hoping for. You're hoping for that 
bent grass putting magic. In the two years that he's played in the PGA Championship, I'm sorry, in the in the five, last five years, 23rd, 22nd, 16th, 35th, and 5th, right? A third-place finish last weekend. But you're going to tell me that there's a massive difference between fifth-place finish Justin Thomas, second-place finish Jordan Spieth, and a fifth-place finish Xander Shoffley from last weekend. I think for Decky, people see the fact that he's played very well recently over the last year from winning overseas, winning the Masters last year. Um, there's massive upside on Decky right now. I think it's more of a gaming play, top 20 play. The PJ Championship has been historically owned and dominated by American players and the Europeans occasionally. So there's a lot of pressure here. Um, on Lee Eldrick's course suitability metric rating, Matsuyama ranks number eight. So that is an op- uh, upside. On my player pool builder, Matsuyama squeezes in in the sixth place spot. Um, by the way, if, round that out real quick. Justin Thomas, Scheffler, Rom, Xander, Lowry, Decky, Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Daniel Berger, and Cantlay. So there's no surprises here in the top ten, and and you can you can adjust those as you wish. But there there's a lot. to to just dissect so with lineup building this week you're gonna have to get creative in this 9k range that's basically what we're looking at um you're after gonna get the top tier rate the guy who's perfect in there and you're gonna have to nail this 9k range so so guys that are getting ignored and for good reason are kepka and dj okay brooks has eight wins on tour dustin has 24 Brooks's wins, half of them come from majors. And Spieth, three of them, or I'm sorry, DJ comes from two of those come from majors. The majors always tended to elude Dustin Johnson historically. And you look at the numbers, they're both kind of just lingering in this abysmal area. But the fact is that Brooks Kepka at a PGA Championship should be a lock second 29th first first 13th last five years competing i get it we saw him miss the cut at the masters but but brooks kepka at a pga championship brooks kepka at a u.s open and he's coming in at sub seven percent ownership and you're not gonna roster him dustin johnson yeah Form's been questionable. Form's been suspect. Doesn't fit a lot of those narratives. I get it. But still, come on, guys. Come on. Thank you very much. I will take pieces of Brooks Kepka this weekend. Yes, I get it. There's risk. I understand that. But still, I will take pieces of that. So one thing I also want to point out in this 9K range, and I'll deal with the other guys is that Oklahoma State is right down the road, about an hour away. So this includes Norin, Fowler, Matt Wolf, Taylor Gooch, and Victor Hovland. So you're going to have to do that, look at that, kind of dissect that. Right now in that Oklahoma State kind of analysis, I like Hovland. I like Ricky Fowler, honestly. And no one's going to play him just based on how bad he's been. And Alex Norin. Again, this is a DFS play. I wouldn't even mind it as a punt play as a gambling option and odds there. So um, Patrick Cantlay, not getting enough love. He should be, but let's go down to this AK range. I know we're kind of getting teary. Like we said, we wouldn't, but you know, we're, we're looking at golfers here that we've talked about, but we're, we're we want to get to some that we mentioned. So for once, Louis is not chalk um, coming in at the sub 8,000, the minimum, right? But he, is solid historically in approach. You know, this year, not looking so good. We haven't seen him for a long time. So the question is, is like, do you want to take that risk? I think it's something that you have to do. Tiger has basically lived out here and played Southern Hills almost every day, got private tours, everything of that nature. Be foolish for you not to place some kind of bet on him, like top 20, top 10. I don't think he can win. Um, 
Augusta's a little bit different. He can manage all that because he knew the course so well. Southern Hills, he's trying to master the redesign. He played here, obviously, in 2007 with his win. Um, but Tiger's high risk. But I just think he does fit this course. Of course, Shane Lowry, Sam Burns, Daniel Berger, we kind of touched about them. Will Zalatoris talked about him. Um, Max Homa coming in, coming in hot, right? Coming in hot, coming in off a win. Arizona resident, so we do consider that Sunbelt area kind of like ideal. Um, two missed cuts, though, here at the PGA Championship, followed by 64th. So setups here don't tend to agree with him. But he's been dialed in on approach, dialed down on his game, putting like a banshee. The thing is, I just don't know if Max fits this course particularly. And, of course, you got Corey Connors, man. Corey Connors at 8K. You talk about Chalk City just because they're so cheap, you got to take advantage of it. Corey Connors is one of those options. Last year's first-round leader, so I want to place that bet again. You might want to do that. So 7K range. And again, we talked about last year's pricing diversity in terms of the top 30. you got to nail these guys, and I think you really got to steadfast and overexpose yourself on the top tier and kind of overexpose or lock yourself in in that top tier and kind of overexpose yourself in this middle tiers to kind of get the optimal lineups this week. But Fitzpatrick, Tony Finau, answer, and Webb Simpson is going way overlooked, by the way. Um, so these are guys that could easily win here. And I know that answer, Finau, and Fitzpatrick have never won a major. I know that Fitzy, and I talk about this narrative all the time, is never won on PGA Tour but these are most definitely options here to help your lineups bolster scoring, bolster, you know, top finishes. So there's risk with all of them, right? Especially with Finau, Answer, and, and Simpson. We talked about Answer a lot already at the beginning, but Finau misses fairways. Adam or Webb Simpson has been struggled with approach, riddled with injury, but you're talking about in the last five years, both Simpson and Finau have not missed a cut at the BGA Championship. No, there's a first for everything. The other thing I like is that they've been playing. Like, Webb missed the cut at the Wells Fargo, and I'm cool with that, but, you know, he's ready and willing to play this weekend. Adam Scott played last weekend, 32nd. Missed the cut last year, but 22nd, 8th, 3rd, 61st in his PGA Championship history in these last five years. Um, not enough stats, I think, to quantify this, but he, he's been missing a lot of fairways. Historically, he hasn't been this bad off the tee, so that does leave some risk there. And he is, historically hasn't been this bad on approach. He's, he's not coming in in the best form, but I do like the fact that he finished top 35 last weekend. So here's a news flash. Cameron Young is coming in at 20% ownership. Not joking. 20% ownership. That's insane. Not that I hate Cameron Young. Not that I don't think he's a great play. But... The second place finish at the Wells Fargo, the third place finish at the RBC Heritage is driving this ownership. The price at 7,600 is driving this ownership, but we're talking about a guy who missed the cut at the Masters. Again, going to Augusta, first time, debutante, of course you're going to miss cuts. But if we're making so many connections and correlations between Augusta and Southern Hills, why would we assume that he wouldn't struggle with some of the same things from Augusta that he could struggle with here okay I think it's a big deal that Cam Young missed that cut at Augusta now he looks great don't get me wrong especially you know the the recent form it does look good but the thing that concerns me is that you know he didn't play last weekend I would have much rather saw Cameron Young last weekend at TPC Craig Ranch than at Wells Fargo I just I would have appreciated it more to saying, hey, can you play in this kind of environment? To where I'd have more confidence in it. Okay. So that's something to be said. Taylor Gooch gonna be popular. We talked about him. Horschel, Keegan Bradley. I think these are guys you have to consider. Jason Kokrak, we talked about the Sunbelt wins. I it's just that like ownership isn't getting to the point where I thought it would, but 17th place finish last year where he struggles is hitting fairways he's kind of like middle of the field and he struggles around the green and then of course like what bent grass putter are you going to get from Kokrak 
he, he's a bad bent grass greens putter. So it's a valid question. It's not high risk because he's been playing well. He's been playing golf, it, it, you know, especially in the Sun Belt area. His three wins come in the Sun Belt, even though he lives in Ohio, went to college in Ohio. Call it crazy. But Kokrak projection-wise, though, shines. Ranks 13th for me overall. Bubba Watson, I talked about him. I'm not sure I, I trust him. Siwoo, of course, is the GPP giant. Patrick Reed, kind of touched about him. Go Nahogi, Ricky Fowler, Alex Noren. Those are guys I like. Bez, um, we are playing on Bermuda Fairways and Rough. So I do like Bez here. I just don't know if Bez can do it for four days. That's the problem. I, I'm not sure Bez can do it for four straight days to where it's going to be fulfilled in your lineups. Um, looking at the approach players who might not be popping in overall stat models, kind of like one of those narratives. Rory is a guy, but I mean, it's Rory McIlroy. Why, why wouldn't you consider him? Um, DeChambeau, Tiger. Let's see who else. Terrell Hatton, Brooks, obviously. And um, Henrik Stenson at 6,600. He's one of those guys that pops in my approach model, but doesn't pro, uh, pro, uh, pop in my overall stat model. In my putting model, guys that pop you know, on bent greens, but might struggle here. Patrick Reed, Jason Day's broken back, waiting to happen. Davis Riley, high risk, excellent bent grass greens putter, but you're hoping for him to, to put together like a decent approach thing. The nice thing is we've seen some really good form. Ninth at the AT&T, Byron Nelson. Fifth at the Mexico. Um, dialed in on approach right now, except he struggles to hit fairways recently. So, that's something that we got to be cautious of. But I do like him as like one of those like single mass multi-entry, like kind of sneak one in. Martin Keimer, I don't love him, but he punt, he putts very well on the bent grass greens. And then Troy Merritt. Troy Merritt is another guy that putts very well. But again, he's been struggling on approach. But he did finish 31st at the Mexico Championship, I believe. I can't go back to Zach Johnson. Um, Joaquin Neiman. He's, he's not really shining in everyone's overall stat model, but he, he fixed their 19th in the putting model. So those are guys that we're looking at in terms of putters. So breaking down the 6K range, just real quick. There's a lot of guys down here, but I think there's a lot of trash too. Um, in my overall stat model, the guys that pop down here are, are not going to be a surprise. It's Mito, Wise, Kucher, Kirk, Munoz, Streelman, um, Yuhan Kim, Chan Kim, KH Lee, Lanto, and, and, and we'll run it off there. But those are the guys that are popping in my overall stat model. And I wouldn't even say like they're ridiculously good. I like Munoz here because of that putting on bent grass greens, you know, the knowing the area really well. Aaron Wise does have some interest to me because we've been talking about him getting wins, getting victories, putting up DraftKings points, and he's been hitting fairways and playing very solid. 51st at the AT&T Byron Nelson doesn't bother me that much. Like I said, I'm willing to play guys that missed cuts last last week. The 6K range is just littered with with trash, right? But like who who are you going to play? Like looking at the power like the player pool rankings, like we got Sebastian Munoz ranks number 1 in the 6Ks, Aaron Wise, Kucher does he have enough distance? Strokes gain old. Mito, Vegas, Lanto. Let's see. Let's keep going. Stuart Sink, Chris Kirk, Ryan Palmer, Kevin Na, Ortiz, Streelman, KH Lee, Hadwin, Cam Champ. Those are the guys that that crush that like kind of top 10, top 12. And then you're going into like a lot of unknown. You know, you and Kim, JJ Spawn, Molinari. There's a lot of guys here that that played last week in this 6K range that that are viable options. So th these are these are options, right? Like like you look at like Mac Hughes, he played last week, missed the cut. Harry Higgs, um, Sean Norris, Ryan Brem, uh, Kisner, Henrik Stenson, Adam Hadwin. These guys missed the cut last week, but you know Adam Hadwin's been ridiculously good all year especially on approach so terrible at the pga championship historically these are options that you guys got to dissect dive into um in terms of odds wise for this 6k range like you got some decent ones in terms of had one he's, he's 125 to one so that's an option as well moving forward other narratives that i could think of 
Uh, oh, man. I can't believe I didn't message at the beginning. All right. Jordan Spieth has a chance to complete the Grand Slam. Like, such a rare event in the PGA Tour. All four majors. Chance to do it here. So, I most definitely would take advantage if you can. Um, other narratives. Other 6K guys who played at the Wells Fargo. Like Lahiri finished 6th. Stuart Sink finished ninth, Ramey finished 21st. Lanto 6th. Vegas 15th. Cage Lee at 25th and a 1st. So that's an option. Other narratives, I, I, I don't think I really have any at this point. Um, the Jordan Spieth one is something I love. I, I love Spieth this week. I think it's going to be the best chance for him to complete the Grand Slam. I think there's added pressure, obviously, every time it comes to a PGA Championship and his recent success. Bill, it'll be interesting to see how that all unfolds. But let's look at quick, quick, quick ownership rundown for you guys, and then we'll take it home. But we got Spieth, number one, Decky number two. Rory, number three, Cam Young, number four, JT, number five, Lowry, number six, Chef, number seven, Cantley, number eight, Xander, number nine, and rounding out the top ten in terms of highest owned currently, according to Fanshare Sports, Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay, at 7,900. If we go from smallest owned, we'll give you like the top five worthwhile plays. So 7K or above. That'd be Webb Simpson. Bubba, Ian, Fowler, and then we got Justin Rose. Who doesn't want a little bit of Justin Rose? So, all right, that's it. It's over. Let's take it home. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. That's it. It's over. It's all over. That is the breakdown of the PGA Championship. Join us next week as we break down the Charles Schwab Challenge at Colonial. I want to do a special thanks to Fanshare Sports. Special thanks to Golf Goons. Make sure you guys are... Oh, special thanks to Thrive Fancy. Can't forget those guys. Make sure you guys get your picks in. Get your bets in. Cash and smash. See you at the top of the leaderboard on Sunday. Later. Later.